Good morning. We're continuing our series, Share, looking at moments from the book of John in the Bible where people's lives were changed through a conversation with Jesus. And of course, how it applies to us today. Now, a few years ago, I was backstage at a conference when a man with straggly gray hair turned to me and asked a question about the program. I actually didn't know the answer, so he walked away. And it was only then that I suddenly realized too late that I had been speaking to Sir Bob Geldof of Boomtown Rats and Live Aid fame. Well, today's conversation is recorded in John chapter five. And like me talking to Sir Bob, this man had absolutely no idea who Jesus was, even after he'd been totally healed. We find Jesus back in the bustle of Jerusalem on a feast day, this time at a public pool. Jerusalem was a Jewish city under hostile occupation of the Roman Empire, which had itself adopted ancient Greek philosophy and mythology. Uh, this pool, the Pool of Bethesda, probably consisted of two staggered pools divided by a dam and fed by water down from the valley. John describes it as a pool surrounded by five colonnades, and it's likely that this pool was used as an Asclepion a Greco-Roman healing temple named after the Greek god of medicine, which would explain the great number of disabled people that John mentions were there. It seems there was a belief that when the waters in this pool were stirred or troubled, then the first person into the water would be healed. So there is Jesus at the pool on a public holiday, talking to a man who had been paralyzed for 38 years. And Jesus asks him, do you want to get well? Well, the man answers, I've no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And Jesus simply replies, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked while Jesus moved off into the crowd. But the Jewish religious leaders challenged the healed man for carrying his mat. They considered this a breach of the Sabbath laws. And when he explained what had happened, they said, who was it who healed you? But he had no idea. And it was only later that Jesus found him again at the temple and encouraged him to use his newfound freedom well by staying clear of sin. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. An amazing conversation. A conversation with Jesus that transformed this man's life. But it started with a question. Do you want to get well? Isn't that a strange question to ask a paralyzed man among hundreds of others at a healing temple? Isn't it ridiculously obvious? Do you want to get well? Of course he wants to get well. Nobody wanted to be in that position in that culture. That's why he was there that day. But Jesus's question had three specific purposes for the man to acknowledge his need, to name his desire and to give his permission. Do you want to get well? Isn't part of a casual, casual conversation. It's not small talk like, do you come here often? Jesus is effectively saying, do you want me to help you? It's an offer, an invitation for the man to acknowledge his need by saying, yes, I need help. But he answers, I've no one to help me into the pool when the water's stirred. Someone else always goes down ahead of me. Even though he does acknowledge his need, he tries to justify why he's not been healed already. He can't get to the pool. Others get in the way. It's not his fault. He can't help it. 
And honestly, in life, that can be my default reaction to, to make an excuse. I, I can't because I don't have enough time. I, I don't earn enough. I didn't know any better. But how much better is it just to acknowledge our need and say, yes, I need help. Secondly, in asking, do you want to get well? Jesus is prompting the man to name his desire. In many of Jesus' other miracles, he asks similar things. In Mark 10, he asks Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Even though it's obvious the man is blind and wants to see. In Matthew 8, the centurion tells Jesus that his faithful servant is sick. And Jesus says, shall I come and heal him? Well, why else was the centurion coming to Jesus in the first place? In these situations, and many more in the Bible, Jesus already knows what the people need, but he prompts them to name it, to speak out their desire. There is power in, and healing in naming things, our emotions, our wounds, our desires. I want to be made well. Lastly, it's important to realize that by asking, do you want to get well? Jesus isn't announcing this question to the crowd, randomly healing anyone looking remotely peaky. He's actively engaging with an individual and asking him to give their permission. Think about that. Isn't that amazing? The living embodiment of the creator God never imposes himself, never makes an assumption, never heals or helps without permission or consent. And having asked and recognized his acknowledgement of need, his desire and his permission, through the, even through that defensive answer, Jesus speaks out and heals him instantly. We don't know if this man later became a follower of Jesus after they met again at the temple, or if he went round sharing what Jesus had done for him. We only know that Jesus took the time to have a conversation with a hurting man and spoke healing into him, transforming his life. As followers of Jesus, we know that even though he is not physically with us, he continues to work in us and through us by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, today, Consider if God might be asking you or those around you this same question. Do you want to get well? Or even, what do you want me to do for you? All of us know people who are struggling right now, so let's support them through practical help and prayer and healing. If you find it hard to understand that God still works this way, remember Mark 11:24. Jesus promised that if you have faith, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And in Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And again, John 14, 14, if you ask in my name, I will do it. So acknowledge your need, name your desire, and give your permission to, for God to work in and through you. Amen.